0: For tuning in today, we have an incredible guest, casting director Meg Mormon, known for Hello, my name is Doris, hunter gatherer, waitress, and guess what? Premiering tomorrow at midnight on Netflix, Sneakerheads. And I coach a lot of actors for this. This is going to be a great show, so check it out. And now, without further ado, let's have her pop on, Meg Mormon. You guys, hi. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. Thanks for having me. Yes. So, you know, we're going to hang. We're going to talk. I want to know how you got into casting. And then I want to know a little bit about the uh, things that actors do that can really close the deal in the room, amongst many other things. But let's get to know you for a second first. Sure. Sure. Um, I mean,
1: I started my path as an actor. Um, I went to college for acting and got a bfa in acting and directing and part of the program that i went through you were required to do a full-time internship in casting either in new york or la
0: mm-hmm. so
1: i chose that program in large part because the internship existed and worked it out so that my last you know semester of school was in la interning in casting
0: where was that where um was-
1: i worked on the shows touch by an angel in promised land Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, crazy experience only because I was just sort of thrown into it, which is great. Um, and it was, you know, at the time it was a top CBS show. So I jumped into a really high profile show, which means there were a lot of perks and we got whoever we wanted on the show. And so my first sort of experience in Hollywood and in casting was at just this amazingly high level. And I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> is this, right. Yes. Um, and so, you know, it, through that interning experience, I did realize that I acting was not for me in the way that it was done in LA. Like I, I knew then cause I was young. I was like 20. And yeah. I just realized there's so much about it that's subjective. Mm-hmm. Like, we would choose people because this person's nose felt a little weird to someone and it had nothing to do with their talent. And it was just one of those you things know. where.
0: You, can I ask you something? Did you yeah. know like, the first day? that you Oh realized, no. Oh, so what, what, how long did it take you? And then you just realized this is for me Were you did um, something happen that you did something that you did so well. in that internship or it, was it the energy? Maybe it was the success of the show. I don't know. I mean,
1: I think it was a combination of, watching a ton of actors audition, like running camera for auditions Mm -hmm. and hearing the, the great thing about that show was it was shot in Salt Lake City, which not a lot of shows were shot on location then. Mm -hmm. And so the writers and casting were in LA and everyone else, showrunner, everybody else was in Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. So they really relied on um, David Giella and Mia Levinson to cast sort of the smaller guest stars and all the co-stars kind of on their own there wasn't a lot of tape watching the the show had been at that point that i was on the show had been on so much that they really had a trust in their casting directors right, and right. so for the bigger guest stars yes it was a collaborative thing and like the famous people or the people who were going to recur as guest stars and things like that but then for a lot of the other roles time and travel and the fact that things were on like tape and not online made it easier for them to just trust david and mia to cast people and send them to utah and so that gave me the opportunity to be in on a lot of the creative conversations between the two of them amazing and so through that i realized how creative casting was and all the the skills that it pulled on Mm -hmm. and i also realized how subjective casting is to the actors um and so it was sort of like over a three-month period i just sort of it was slow it wasn't like some big thing happened but i slowly moved from like oh i want to do acting to i kind of really like casting and it utilizes all the skills i've been working on and i also really like the business side of it and so i got to do that and um so by the time the internship was done i was like let me go find a casting job I like Amazing. it. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Where
1: was your first job? Uh, my first first job I got paid for um, <laughs> was as the casting associate at 20th Century Fox in the feature casting department.
0: Oh, incredible!
1: Yeah, I got I get very very uh, lucky. You
0: in think that- it because the internship was the right people for the right show and all that that parlayed it. So being around the right community helped. Absolutely. You- yeah. Yes.
1: And I met the right people in that through the internship, I ended up meeting Christian Kaplan, who was at the time mm-hmm. the vice president at Fox. And so I ended up going over and like sort of pseudo interning for a day with him just to see what the feature side was like. And I was like, I like the feature side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within a month of doing that, a job opened up. And so I went in and interviewed for the job and went through that whole process. But then I literally... <laughs> I had to fly back to Ohio so I could walk my graduation for my mother because she really wanted to see that and then come right back and start my job at Fox.
0: That's amazing though. You had a job even before you graduated. Yeah. That is incredible. That's amazing. Can I ask, and I think people would be curious, what is the uh, interview process to get a casting director job?
1: Um, So like for me now, um, as opposed to like getting a studio like uh, executive position, but for me now as an independent casting director, uh, the basics are someone will call or email with the information, like here's the script, this is when we're shooting, are you interested? And so then if I'm available for the period in which they need casting done, Mm -hmm. I'll read the script. Once um, I've read the script and Sunny, my business partner, we read everything, we interview on everything together. Um, and if we both like the script and see potential there, Mm -hmm. then we sit down and meet with the filmmakers or the showrunners, because that process is both them interviewing us and us interviewing them Yes. for the collaboration, right? Because you have to be on the same page. You have to be making the same thing, or at least very close to the same thing. Otherwise, no one's going to enjoy the experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is such a, like we work in such a creative business and there's all kinds of taste. Yeah. So you want your taste to be overlapping with the people that you're working with.
0: So that's how you get the best. In way, overlapping in the way that it's similar in the ideas, or maybe it's opposite the ideas, and you help fuse it together. What are you saying? So similar? I,
1: I think um, my rule of thumb is I like to be like 70 percent on the same page, mm. and then let that 30 percent be the space where we can introduce new ideas to each other. And maybe we look at certain things a different way that ends up completely changing a role or part of the story, or it ends up informing it at least. Um, I find that that's when you work with collaborators, I like that, you know, 70% syncing up and then 30% where everybody feels like they have the freedom to play and bring new ideas.
0: I think that's, that's, great so 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 you go in you read the script you like the script you meet so during that meeting and i'm only asking this because people that are listening it's to educate is to maybe somebody out there is wanting to be a casting director totally and they have no idea what's going on so then you do they just you discuss story and discuss visions what what Mm -hmm. happened all of those things okay um we discuss the story usually
1: um you know, what we liked, what might have, what we might see challenging in the casting process, things like that, where, what moved us in the story, or, mm-hmm. you know,
0: yeah. um,
1: and then sometimes we talk sort of prototypes like what the director or the creator is thinking. If, yeah. you know, if you have a common question, it's like, if you had all the money in the world, yeah. who would yeah, this yeah. be yeah. for you? Yeah. yeah. You know, because uh, that's just a good starting place to see what their taste is and really what they're f- where they think the character's coming from. So, yeah, it's a big creative conversation. How
0: do you, as the casting director, your team and your partner, Sonny, how do you guys like actors have to come in and they have to close the deal in the mm-hmm. room? What do you do from the other side that you feel like closes the deal?
1: Uh, in my interviews? Yes.
0: Uh, Because actors only think about them getting, you know, jobs. You guys have to pay for all your jobs, too.
1: We do. I mean, it's, you know, it's such a variety of things. Because sometimes you just really gel with the person that you're meeting with. And you're all talking the same language. And you realize, like, this is going to be fun.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, Uh, sometimes we'll have some out-of-the-box idea. Yeah. That just gets them excited. And they're like, oh, I like the way these ladies think or i love this specific idea um there has been times where we've come in and said i like the concept of the script but here's something i think is a big issue it bumps for me i don't think that this trail works for this character and Mm -hmm. um There've definitely been times where, while that's not always fun to hear from the other side, people really appreciate the honesty and also the perspective. Like sometimes you can get so deep in this story that you've lived with for so long, and maybe it's your like fifth revision and you're thinking you're saying something, but you're not anymore because that was draft one that you were actually saying it. Um, And so yeah, sometimes that has worked too. We just really believe in being honest. From the beginning with our filmmakers, with actors, with agents.
0: So then you're having a lot of research to do before your meeting. You have to read, oh, yeah. think, and, and see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. You know, you're directing in your own mind mm-hmm. uh, beforehand. Yeah. So the communication skill is crucial. And I think obviously the acting training has probably made you really wonderful in what you do because you can understand character analysis mm-hmm. and script sculpting and the mm-hmm. structure.
1: Yeah. It's true, and I think we, or at least I generally read from the character point of view. So when I'm reading a script, I'm thinking to myself, what type of person is going to want to play this? What level of actor is going to be interested? Is this character fully developed? Are they a whole person in the story? What is their arc? Are they, you know, those are all things that are incredibly important to me because the better the structure of the character,
0: the higher we can aim for our cast. Mm. And did you as a casting director, when you really believe in someone who comes in, will you fight for that person or does it, oh, you do because different people are different people. Yes. Okay. So you're passionate. You will, you will say this is the one.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have to read your room. Yes. So I've certainly worked with directors who respond better if they come to the idea on their own.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And so then you just sort of have to. Yes. You have to learn it's I mean it's you just have to learn how to read people and sometimes I'm great at it and sometimes I am not. <laughs> uh it goes both ways. Right. But yeah, if I really think somebody's making a misstep and we're down to the wire, then mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm so glad to hear that because yeah. you know you're probably just as passionate as they are. A hundred percent. So let's segue yeah. into when mm-hmm. actors Pre-COVID, okay, we're going to just discuss pre-COVID for a second, and then we're going to talk about the change, because you're working on projects now, and I want to hear about that change. So pre-COVID, what is an ideal scenario for you, for a person to walk in and do their read and leave? And do you care if they bobble a line and then start all over? What is that confidence factor that makes you feel secure enough to bring them back for your, for the producers?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I say the audition starts the second you walk into the office, right? Mm -hmm. Because you are in you are around people who work in that casting office. So you are making an impression from the second you walk in. For me, the most important thing is authenticity. Mm -hmm. We're talking like I feel like there's two phases, right? There's two sections. There's the part of the audition that I'm meeting you who you are as a human being and then there's the part of the audition where you're acting and both things weigh into decisions there's no we're human beings there's no way for that not yeah. to be the case yeah. so i really respond to people who are authentic right i feel like you it's most successful when you walk into an audition with the idea that acting is the thing i'm most passionate about in life and right now i'm getting act, i'm getting able being able to act I'm being asked to act. So this is a good day.
0: Yeah. You
1: leave whatever baggage, like on the other side of my office door yeah. and you just in try and enjoy that moment because certainly people like put on a happy face mm-hmm. and I understand sometimes that's the best you can do. But mm-hmm. what I respond to most is people who genuinely feel like, Hey, I love doing this. I'm here to play and I've got something that I prepared. Let me show it to you. And then if we're ready to work, let's work. So And then if
0: they they do that, and they have that confidence, and a well-trained actor usually does because they get involved in their storytelling, and they Mm -hmm. have a beginning, middle, and end, and they know what they're going to do. But sometimes, and a lot of times, people do sponge off an energy or get nervous, and they bobble, and they fumble. So what is the best way to handle that? Do you think that the actor should just work through it and just grab onto the the, the thoughts and ignore and just go and be fluid yeah. or start again what's your opinion on that
1: look if it's the very first line of the scene yeah. then and i don't mind yes. if you're like oh i'm so sorry can i start again and then you take a breath and you really center yourself yes. and you go for it yes. um if we are more than two lines into the scene i want you to keep going i want to see that you and i don't mind like if you bobble a line and you just need to take a second take a breath and pick that line up again yeah that works for me and you show me that you can keep going. Because what I'm thinking too is, I do a ton of independent film, which they have tight schedules, Mm -hmm. they need to make days. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking if you're on set Mm -hmm. and I've cast you in front with like someone like Sally Field opposite you, which is gonna be nerve wracking for anybody. I was nervous the first time I met her and I wasn't performing, right? Um, I wanna make sure that if you bobble, that you don't stop unless the director says cut right Right? because you don't
0: saving time yes
1: and you don't know what the you're not the editor right so I find that if actors get in the habit of stopping and starting that's a really hard thing to break yourself of so if you're the person if you bobble you know three quarters of the way in and you want to start over I'm like I really wish we could have gotten to the end of that because you don't know what I'm thinking. I could be loving you and thinking it doesn't matter. Everybody messes up, right. it's fine. Or I could be thinking, you know what? You're ultimately not right for this, but I still love your acting. Yeah, There's so many things and you have no way of knowing. And I just think the most professional way to handle it is take a breath, keep going and show me that you can stay in it, stay in your character, stay in that moment and go.
0: It- I think it's true, too, even as an acting coach in the classes, mm-hmm. when someone is almost all the way through, and they go, oh, no. And I'm, what are you doing? This was, I was mesmerized. I was involved. You took me into the world. Why are you stopping? What little critic in your head said yeah. no? Yes. It's about building trust in mm-hmm. a casting room. It is, to me, and I'm sure you're going to, well, you don't have to agree, but I think you might <laughs> agree that, that when an actor comes in, they're building trust that you can feel confident to bring them to the set. Mm-hmm. And it reflects on you. I think it's really the job, that your job is reflected upon who you bring in. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And that's why you have to know that casting directors are totally on your side when you come in for any audition because if you're amazing, how like my job is over and yeah. I look great and the project's gonna be great. Like there is it's only a winning situation. So when you walk in the door, I truly want every single person to be great. And I want to do anything I can to help you be great.
0: But and there are times when actors will walk in for you and it's casual and great, but then you're going to the producer session and there's tension in the room and actors walk in and feel that tension. And so do you feel it when an act, when you feel it, and then an actor walks in and you can feel it for that it's hitting them do you help them work through that or do they just have to be malleable enough and go, F it. I'm, it's not about me. I'm just going to tell my story.
1: It's, I think it's a mix of both things. Yeah. Certainly I try to do everything I can to be the positive energy in the room. Right, yes. I've had th- situations for a variety of reasons that where the room has been really cold, yes. and you just the actor, poor actor, sitting there having no idea how it's going, and uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I don't know either, because these, you know, it's been it's a day for these people, and so I do my best to be welcoming and be friendly and yeah. be the one that says, like, if the dr- director isn't saying thank you very much, then I'm going to jump right in and say thank you very much because. You know, it's but at the same time, you also just have to let that stuff roll off your back.
0: Yep, and it's so hard for actors. And what, what I'm going to reiterate on being cold, a cold room is where there's so much other elements going on mm-hmm. that actors aren't aware of, and pressure, and, and time, and changing of characters just the minute they walk in. So there's tension. So you can walk into a super friendly room, or you can mm-hmm. walk into icicles just darts shooting at you, but it's never about. The actor coming Thanks. in but that is the key that I want everyone to hear and, and to resonate that when you walk in just be just be you and yeah. and don't take it personally let it roll off your shoulder instead of stab you in the heart
1: oh I completely <laughs> agree yes it's so it's never about the actor at all
0: yeah yeah you got to work through it you got to have mm-hmm. that strength that strength well you seem so affable and and, oh, thank and open. You. If I, thank you. yeah, you seem so like you would calm every actor who walked in. Have you ever discovered anybody that you were like, yes, this person, I'm gonna take him off. That that just didn't have any credits, was a newbie. Have you ever? Well, I mean, like we hired Natalia
1: Dyer for mm-hmm. her first lead. She had done kind of a co-star in a local hire on a show, and then we saw her tape. We had her tape. Or I believe in unicorns for the lead, and ended up booking the lead in that. Can um, I ask you something
0: about that? Yeah. What was it in her tape? Was it the layer of the the realness, the authenticity, the secrets she layered her script up with? What was it?
1: Um, she has, and I think she still has a an innocence mm. and a vulnerability. But there's also like just a strength behind it, which is a very rare combination of someone who, you know, seems incredibly naive in one moment and then extremely strong and like a force in the next. And so and for that, that role really called for it. And we saw a lot of great actresses, but a lot of them were calling upon that, not inherently being and owning it. Mm
0: -hmm. And that was the difference with Natalia. Interesting. Anybody else? Um,
1: I'm trying to think who, I mean, I think we've done things. We've put people in roles that were risky and then ultimately ended up really changing their career, like putting Carrie Russell in waitress. And she auditioned for that role. Like obviously everyone knew who she was. Right. To discover her she'd been Felicity she was huge in Felicity yeah. but she hadn't really carried a movie she right. hadn't done something that was more of a dark comedy um that was a little more controversial in topic mm-hmm. and so and when we hired her the sort of buzz that happened when we announced we were hiring her is like oh it's a tv movie okay <laughs> it's a tv movie it's a Hallmark movie and not that there's anything wrong with Hallmark movies I watch them especially yeah. Christmas um <laughs> But that isn't what that movie was, nor was it ever meant to be. And so it was one of those things where once the movie came out and everybody saw just how transformative she was and just the range of her talent. Yeah. And she was an adult, right? She'd always played sort of a... A college student yeah. or the young person, and now she was an adult in very adult situations. So that was sort of an exciting choice to be able to make and take yeah. that risk on her.
0: That makes you as a casting director feel so elated, oh, yeah. yes, like so proud. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's
1: it's always fun. It's always fun. The other thing that's fun is to audition people for years on end and you know cast them here and there and then see them completely explode like we cast Tessa Thompson twice as leads in indie films in Mississippi Damned another one called South Dakota and those films came out uh, like around 2008 2010 somewhere in there maybe a little earlier and people in the community knew Tessa and everybody knew how talented she was it was just a matter of time but I don't think anybody knew for sure that she was going to be who she is now I mean, she was certainly like an insanely talented actor, but there's plenty of insanely talented actors that don't rise in the same way. Um, So it's fun to see that happen and like to know her back when and then see her getting all these things that she's worked so hard for and deserves.
0: So amazing. When actors, um, do you keep a list when actors come in? So actors always feel, oh, I didn't get it. Even if they don't get a callback, sometimes you still like their performance. They don't necessarily get a callback for many other reasons. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So do you keep a little book and do you know, do you remember a lot of actors? Are you Mm -hmm. open if someone bombs to see them again or do you write them off? Tell us. I mean, the only thing that's going to make me write you off is Mm -hmm. if you're
1: like rude Ah, like yes. as a human, if you are sure. rude or awful or say something offensive in the room or in the waiting area, then that's going to make me think twice about bringing you in for something. Um If you bomb an audition, you know, then that, that role's not yours. Doesn't mean another one won't be.
0: It doesn't mean that you won't see their name or picture come up along the yeah. line. You'd be like, yeah, let's bring it back in. Absolutely. I absolutely. They obsess. they obsess so much. Of course. Um, they didn't do well, and it's such a waste of energy. I always say, next, just go forward, figure out what didn't work out, why it happened, and fix it. Yeah, everything has to be action forward. I completely agree, right?
1: Uh, yes, I mean, I don't think we've ever felt that as much as we do now. Like, the only <laughs> way I've been able to stay sane is like keep finding things where I feel like I'm productive and moving something in my life forward, even just like the littlest bit. Yes, the
0: littlest bit. Let's talk about a little bit about the auditioning right now. So old times, pre-COVID, and it will go back again. People either will submit on tape, or they'll come into the room, Mm -hmm. and that's a whole other scenario. Now Mm -hmm. tape is key, but are you having Zoom auditions, um, one-on-one meetings, Mm -hmm. or is it just tape? So, No,
1: I mean... Pre-COVID, I was not a fan of the self-tape anyway. I oh, would much good. rather... No. Oh, okay. No. You, want I,
0: you want to see the real person.
1: Yes. I want to meet you. I want to work with you. No. I don't want to see the self-tape that was take 32, Yeah, but I don't know that. Um, you know, I love the fact that self-taping exists because... Yeah. Sometimes you can't get in the room for a variety of reasons. And now I can still at least see you see your take on it. It just doesn't allow me the opportunity to work with you Mm -hmm. and not only to give you tips, but also see how you take direction. Like it's both things. So we as an office definitely shied away from self tape was a last resort for us, an option, but a last resort.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Obviously now that's not the case. Um,
0: The only resort pretty much. Yes.
1: And what I will say is the, the hard thing, I just did a quick little project, a little like FX thing that um, we had, I yeah. think.
0: I love FX. Every show I love.
1: FX is great. And this was just sort of like a little Halloween short kind of thing that they were doing yeah. that a friend of mine was directing. Okay. And they gave us like literally four days to cast it. Wow. And I was like, okay, well, great. Everybody's sitting at home dying to self-tape. Yes. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, Let's
1: do it. Awesome. And it was great. I got a ton of tapes and some really talented people. It was tonally very complicated because it was a horror slash comedy. Mm. And so, and it's short, right? It's like the whole spot's gonna be like, I don't know, four minutes max. So there's not a lot to like really mine for understanding tone. Yeah. And I can't describe that tone in words Wow. In a way that's super effective for everyone. So I got all these self tapes and I was like, oh man, I really like this actress and I like a couple of things she's doing, but she doesn't get the tone. Right. She's not bringing enough comedy or she's not getting that this is like the this line is an ode to horror, whereas this line is more comedy. She's not getting that. And I don't have time right. to be able to send her notes mm. and have her retape. Right, and so that was one where I didn't have time to really do the Zoom auditions, mm-hmm. and we found a great cast and I'm very happy wait, with it. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. So that you just the uh, tapes came in, you liked, you picked, and you forwarded it, and then they, and that's it. Yeah,
1: I yeah. sent my three choices that I liked, and we ended up picking one, and it wasn't that I think the casting, I don't think that you know our end product was harmed, but I really felt for the actresses that were sort of. On the edge and just needed a couple pieces of direction yeah. to put make them real contenders and yeah. had i had one more day yeah i would have done it
0: yeah. but i
1: didn't have that day and part of that was people had to be COVID tested yeah, three days before and all of all of those things which are very important but it just changes your timeline and right now because it's all new to everybody what used to be five days might've been enough, a rush, but enough time to do something like this. Now it's, it's a different, you're Everything. on a different schedule. Yeah. So I much prefer doing the Zoom auditions.
0: Well, so now if you get another project, will you be having one, like we're doing right now? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Be, absolutely. So then you yeah. can, then your partner will be with you and then you'll yeah. be able to redirect and amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we
1: we did a project in July that we had a little bit longer. And so we, I saw everybody on self-tapes and then we did callbacks on Zoom yeah. um, so that we could really see the personality and work with people and see how, what their range was.
0: Do you care if people just do it on their iPhone or have a messy background like mine is right now, mm. or do you like the, the flat, the, just the clear background, like on my stage right over here and the proper lighting and sound? Is that a pet peeve for you when people mm, just do it on their phone or do you, is it about the work? I don't care
1: about the phone aspect of it. Okay. Um, And sure, I would love to say it's just about the work and none of the rest of it matters. I would love for that to be true. Right. And when it comes down to it. Yes. That is the most important thing. But if I cannot. That's all the
0: actor has the power of. That's all they can.
1: Yes. Well, you do have the power of lighting. Yes. And you do have the power of background. And sound. And sound. And so I do think that those things are very important. And. A lot of people are getting very savvy with it. And so you also have to think that your competition is sending in something that's going to be better quality. And if you're just in your home, it's one thing if you're like, I was shooting something and now they've quarantined us again and I'm stuck in this like small motel in the middle of nowhere. Yes. Okay, fine. But if you're like in your home, yes, I need the wall behind you to be blank. I need to be able to see your face. Yes. And I need to be able to hear you.
0: And do you care about framing, even if you're moving around in the scene? Do you like it just to be, you know, your head touching the top and getting a nice center frame just for your face? Or do you like it pulled back? Or is it different for every character?
1: I think, diff- I think uh, I prefer 99% of the time to have like armpits with a little golf ball between if you're self-taping. Right, like a little golf ball between the top of your head and the top of the frame, right? Mm -hmm. In Zoom, I think you don't need that golf ball space, but in self-taping, you do.
0: Well, there's Um, so people can act in all my Zoom classes. I really teach it because, like, I'm further back right now, Mm -hmm. but then I can make a point by coming forward. And then I can bring someone in over here. There's a lot of different elements you can use on Zoom, which Mm is I'm always looking for the silver lining.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There is a way – there are – certain skill sets that we all have to learn Mm -hmm. to effectively communicate via zoom. I totally agree, but I don't mind, like if there is a scene where action is really required, Mm -hmm. I don't mind that you do it. Most of the time, what I consider torso acting (laughs) isn't necessary to be visible in a self tape. It's Mm -hmm. fine if you're up and moving around and you're framed like this. Right. If you've got a, you know, if it's a comedy and the whole bit about the scene is this funky dance you're doing, then yeah, I want to see the dance, right? Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I want that. But yeah. if it's not, then I don't need to see that. I want to see your face.
0: Yes. And just an essence of, like, if you're doing an action and you're doing some kind of karate thing, yeah. you could see a little bit of it, maybe, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. At the end of the day, what's it about? Honoring the writer's intention and telling Absolutely. the story on that page.
1: No, I totally agree. Feel,
0: how do you feel about when actors start making up their own words? So this is not something I'm a fan of. Um,
1: there are certainly projects that are improv based or, right. or directors that really like to see what you can do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You are either going to be told that ahead of time, mm-hmm. or you're going to be told that in the room after you would t- do a take as written. But I think if you aren't set, told those things specifically, um, then, your job as an actor is to interpret the writing that you 've been given and make that work
0: Yes and make that work and I always tell actors, and i don 't know how you feel about this because everyone wants to tag their scene, give it a little button, give it a little oh. something and when actors start writing lines at the end, I personally it 's my thing not to do that I scream because i 'm married to a writer who is on a lot of. <laughs> successful shows and I see how many hours and I'm like, well, who are you? You're going to come in and you're going to rewrite unless it says improv. Yes. right. So I feel like a tag is necessary to close the beat, but you can do it with a thought or a behavior, subtle or a little sound.
1: Eh. I completely agree with you. I, you know. you're my new best friend. (laughs) (laughs) It drives me crazy only because sometimes it's not funny and you've had this whole funny scene with someone else's writing and then your tag isn't funny. And I'm like, Oh, and that's really? the last impression I have of really? you with this little tag. Yeah. Um, and I also think it's actually, look, acting is not only when you're speaking, right? So much of acting is your listening and Correct. your honest response. Yes. And so if you don't have the last line in the scene, there is a reason for that. And you have a response, you have a reaction, you have, I mean, your character is a person in a situation, so maybe we aren't meant to hear you say something, but we're meant to feel what you're feeling, and the only way we can do that is by observing you, having those feelings, and by speaking, you can actually take the power away from that reaction. 100%. I
0: have another question, I'm segueing. When actors come in the room, this is pre, and... Maybe it'll it'll happen on Zoom. Eventually. Do you like people to like start a conversation and just talk about other things and get to know them? or Are you more about, hey, how are you? Let's just get to the work.
1: You know, I tend to be, let's get to the work. Friendly, have any questions. Nice to see you if I've already met you. Um, But then I just want to, because honestly, like the scene is what's in your head. Yeah. And I feel like if you do too much chit chat, then you start to lose focus. Yeah on the work you came to do so if i know that like i have plenty of actor friends and if i bring them into audition it's usually like hey how's it going you have any questions we do the scene and then once we're done i can be like oh my gosh so good to see you give you a hug or whatever and how's your kid or whatever but that's when the like nerve-wracking stuff is out of the way
0: but it's over so they're just for people who you know i'm out of the blue they'll listen to this and then i'll get called in They know ahead of time because everyone has a different feeling. Yeah. Some people might want you to just to relax. Tell me about yourself first and then it's not brain surgery. So just have a moment and then we'll start the scene. How do you feel also about when, if it's emotional scene, someone says, I need a moment. And then they take this really elongated moment.
1: (laughs) I mean, the honest truth is if you take this huge elongated moment and then you're amazing and you blow my mind. I forget about the moment you took.
0: Yes. So do I
1: love sitting there for 60 seconds? No, (laughs) but at the same time, like, uh, I find that, you know, I'm open to it. We do a lot of our stuff is very heavy and deals with some really intense subject matter. And I can appreciate that it can, you have to get into a special place to be able to do that properly. And I would rather, honestly, I would rather you take the time and deliver than feel rushed and not do what, I, what you know you can.
0: Yeah. So important. I yeah. want to segue and just talk about what's going to drop on Netflix tomorrow, Sneaker Oh, Day. yeah. I love the writing. I coach a lot of actors. Not that they got the role, but I'm, um, I'm aware of the, the subject matter and, and the grittiness of it. And it seems like it's going to be Great.
1: I mean, I hope so. It's, you know, it's a comedy and I think we can all use those. Uh,
0: It's got stuff underneath. It's not. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, yes. It's about a guy who's struggling with life choices and um, friendship and, but then there's a mystery and comedy and it's also, you know, about a very specific culture, the sneaker culture, which is huge. And there really hasn't been anything done with it in in television at least not in this way so it's pretty exciting and alan maldonado is the lead um andrew bachelor king batch is his buddy um so it's really a two-hander with them and i'm excited for people to see it and you know i've seen the pilot and it turned out fabulously i think it's very funny and well done and beautifully shot so and the director dave myers is amazing he does a lot of big music videos and he's Got just such a great vision, and yeah. he's so creative and edgy that I hope people can see what he's brought to it.
0: Yeah, that's what I said by the grit because I saw that in the writing there's an edginess, or something you know, because not all comedy has to be, but um, you know, it's got right. to be rooted in the truth and that need that's so deep that that's where you can, you know, open yourself up to all the comic elements of it. Yes. I'm excited to see it. Um, Me too. What kind of advice? do you have for actors getting
1: started? Oh man.
0: No, I know, but come on.
1: No, I mean, I don't know that. So I would say, A, no matter whether you're getting started or not, you always have to be studying. So if you're not a series regular on a show where you're going to work more days of the year than you're not, then you need to be in class of some kind, just working the muscle. And I don't care what it is. Yeah. Like maybe sometimes it's improv, maybe it's a scene study, maybe you and some friends who are like really at a high level work things out with, I don't care, but I feel like you just always have to be challenging yourself yeah. in that way. Yeah. But also acting cannot be the only thing in your life. Yes. Even if you're day one or, you know, year 20, cool. you have to have other interests. You have to pursue other things because a, it, allows you to it broadens your life experience and then you can pull on that for your acting it's going to inform your acting the more you do as a human the deeper you can go with your acting yes but also it takes the like pressure off of i didn't get an audition or i bombed this audition or whatever because you have other things that maybe they're not the most important thing and that's fine but you have other things that carry weight for you, that fulfill you, that feed you, that excite you. It's not just this one thing. I think that's so important.
0: And financial, financial freedom a little bit. So you don't, yeah, it's your, your life and paying your rent on booking this job, which yeah. is the trickle down effect. And it's going to cause the neediness, which is going to cause the nerves, which mm-hmm. is going to cause you to screw it up in the room. So just mm-hmm. purpose. Yes, totally agree. But training outside travel when we can. Well, that's, mm-hmm. that's that was in the uh-huh. old thing, but it'll happen again. It'll happen again. Um, do you, so. It's really about moving your life forward, and by moving your life forward, you move your acting forward because your wholeness as a human being of who you are becomes fuller and richer and deeper yeah. and vivacious. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So nice to have you. So before we close, yes. Oh no. Now I'm nervous. (laughs) No, I was going to ask you three things of inspiration that you can imbue upon artists out there.
1: I do think you have to go into auditioning with the perspective that the people in the room are on your side. Mm. They really, they want you to be good. They want to help you be good. It is, we are rooting for you. Beautiful. I just think that... um, You have to believe in yourself, right? Like,
0: I think you just got that from my head. I was thinking, (laughs) that is crazy. I was gonna prompt you with that and then you said it. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) I just think it's, I think
1: believing yourself can for a lot of people be the hardest piece. And it's also the most important piece because quite honestly, if you aren't gonna believe in yourself, it's it's harder to get other people to believe in you. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing I would say that I really truly believe is because so many actors, you know, when I'm working with people, I, people, it's easy to focus on what am I doing that's right? And what am I doing that's wrong? I need to make the right choices. I need to do the thing that makes me stand out. I need to be unique. And I truly with every fiber of my being believe that you are unique by just bringing yourself mm to your script analysis, your emotional connection, et cetera, because there is no one else like you. And I know that sounds very cliched to say, but honestly, on the other side of the camera, it's the truth. Mm -hmm. And so if you are bringing your authentic self to the work that you're doing, you need to do nothing else to stand out.
0: I love that so much. Thank you so much. And I'm going to end it on this note for everyone to stay courteously aggressive out there and go for your dreams have a great day thank you meg so much you're inspiration for me Well, well, thank you thanks for having me oh it's my pleasure maybe you'll be back (laughs) for me more thank you so much guys stay strong out there and big virtual hug thank you